Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
everybody. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, we've actually had some audio difficulties for the last couple days. So if for any reason, um, those of you who are in the chat room, if you lose reception, just let us know. Um, so once again, call a number 619-638-8458 if you need prayer. Um, email or call us. If you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com, which we will get your prayer request almost immediately because um, actually it goes to my cell phone. Um, so today's, what is today? Today's Wednesday. It's been like a really, 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 really long week. Um but thanks be to God who always leads us into victory through the grace of his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, grace is an interesting word. Um, it's an amazing word. Um, the unmerited favor of God poured out into our lives through the blood of Jesus Christ. God working on our behalf to glorify his own name. To do the miraculous and the marvelous and the extraordinary in our lives to demonstrate um, repeatedly and to reveal his faithfulness and his enduring love and his commitment to us so um, you know someone in the, the chat room earlier said they've been going through um, daily struggles and you know, we can all understand that um, having to be normal people, living normal lives, having to Okay, everybody, hopefully um, we're back okay and everybody can hear us. Um uh, one of the downsides to using Skype to host a radio show is that the connection um um off and on will um will 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 lose itself. So I think we're back now. Um all of you in the chat room if y'all can hear me now please uh let me know. Um we'll just give it one second to see what they say. So I'm going to assume that we're good um, for right now. Um, so I'm going to assume that everything's okay. Um, okay, maybe just another minute. Okay, um, so if y'all can still... Uh, let's switch this around a little bit. Um, okay, so we'll go back to the story really quick. Um, I know we just wasted like 10 minutes of time, but you know what? It's all fine. Um, the Lord knows what he's doing. Um, so me and my wife said we were got bored, and the next thing you know, we had a foster kid. Um, and went through the last almost two years of... Um, 
constant um, battles and struggles with her. Um, the most amazing gift of the Lord we could ever imagine. Um, but it, it just goes to show to be careful what you pray for, and it also goes to show that God works in pretty much every situation. Um, but what we have to realize, and I, I know we say it a lot on the show, on the broadcast, um, and we talk we, we, we talk about it a lot, um, but our battles really aren't against flesh and blood, even though they seem like it, um, because we walk in the spirit and not according to the flesh. We walk by faith and not by sight. Um, it's far too easy for all of us, no matter who we are. It's far, far too easy to get caught up in the desires of the flesh, to get caught up in the the feelings and the emotions that come along with um, walking in the flesh. You, you have an issue with someone at work or um, a kid or, or something else, and it's really easy to revert to um, the emotions and the um, characteristics of the flesh. Um and not to take a minute and pause and reflect the character of God. And, um, you know, if you went through um, Second Corinthians, or First Corinthians chapter 13, which everybody calls a love chapter, I mean, you could read that and then take it and use it as a measuring stick to your own life. Um, we probably all could, and we would probably all find that we're not perfected yet. Even though Christ Jesus says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified, we know for sure that we're not completely sanctified yet, but thanks be to God who says that the work that he started, he would complete until the day of Christ. And, you know, we do, we walk by faith and not by sight, trusting in the Lord that the things that we don't see that he has in complete and total control. And, you know, it reminds me of a, um, there's this, um, passage of scripture um, that um, it's in um, Second Kings and we don't really get into the Old Testament that much but it's it's amazing how God, when the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today and forever it's, it's interesting how you can go through the Old Testament and the New Testament and while the people change he doesn't ever um, he remains unchanging. He remains permanent and steadfast in his attributes um, to be faithful from generation to generations, to reveal himself to always be an ever-present help in a time of need. And when he said, even from the beginning, um, to um, to Moses and to Jacob and to the prophets and everybody else, all the way up in Till Jesus said it, where he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's the, um, one of the, I think one of the central themes to God's character is his faithfulness to us, that he never will leave us nor forsake us. And while we can't always understand that, we can't always see it. And we have to constantly um, put him in our, the focus of our mind. And like the scripture says, to set our minds, um, or set our face toward the flint. To constantly be um, interceding and in prayer, you know, Paul said he prayed without ceasing. Um, and, you know, sometimes we do that continually um, taking the authority of the name of Jesus. And as the scripture declares, casting on every thought, 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, even one of those being the very any time the enemy comes in and says God's not there, or God's not with you, or whatever else we know is a lie from the enemy, because he's the father of lies, and anything he says is a lie. So, you know, in Second Kings, um, there's um, Elijah had um, ascended, had gone to heaven. Um, the Lord sent a chariot to take him, and Elijah which pretty much sounds almost identical, but different, has an S in it, um, had taken up the mantle. And, you know, in the same way, um, as we, I mean, we had been talking last week about um, shadowing and um, foreshadowing and how things in the Old Testament, a lot of times were shadows of things in the new, um, things that were permanent. And Elijah was here and had his amazing anointing from the Lord, had the Spirit of God upon him, and the mantle got passed down to Elijah, and Elijah took up the mantle um, from his Lord and Master and began to have the same ministry, and um, depending on how some people see it, um, possibly even greater. And in the same way that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, um, died, rose from the dead, and but not before telling us that the same works that he did, we would do greater. And he said, greater works than these you will do because I go to my father. And he said that he would not leave us as orphans and he would send the Holy Spirit um, who showed up on the day of Pentecost. The same Holy Spirit that would raise him from the dead that now dwells among us. As the scripture says, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And so in Second Kings, um, I'll just start reading. Um, this is Second Kings um, chapter 6. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servant, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God, Elijah, sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him, Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing, and he called his servant and said to them, Will you not show me which, is, which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elijah, Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom which we know we serve a God who reveals secrets, the mysteries of heaven to us. Um, as Daniel said to King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, there is a God of heaven who reveals the secrets of men. And verse 13, it says, so he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. You know, the Bible says that the enemy walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And verse 15, it says, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? 
So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now then, um, you know, two things. <laughs> the the first one is, <clears throat> regardless of what you're doing, regardless of what's going on in your life, what struggle, what battle, what obstacle, what tribulation, what persecution, peril, whatever it is, greater is he that's with us than he that's with, that is in the world. The scripture says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off the sin that so easily besets us because there is a great, there is a multitude, um, a host of heavenly um, citizens of angels and everything else, um, including our, the, the, the host of the armies of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. We are surrounded by the armies of the living God. Um, that war on our behalf um, constantly um, without us even knowing about it. You know, there's a story where um, I believe it was Daniel prayed, and it took months, and, and he made a prayer to the Lord, and he's like, Lord, I need this, this, or whatever. And, you know, the, the, the Lord immediately answered the prayer, and he sent an angel to Daniel to deliver the response to the prayer that had been answered. But it took a while for the answer to get to Daniel, and when the angel showed up, he said, from the first day you prayed, the prayer was answered, but I've been battling, and he named the, the, um, the host, um, the um, demonic entity, if you want to call it, that he had been battling warring. And, you know, Daniel didn't even know there was a war going on in the spiritual realm around him, not over the prayer that God, that he had asked for, but for the answer to get to him. Because the Lord had already answered. Now then, that being said, since we know the Lord hears us, because the Bible says in First John, if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions, we ask of him. We also know, the scripture says in Isaiah, that whatever the words that come forth from his mouth will not return to him void. So regardless of what, what battles that we have to face, what battles are going on in the spiritual, in the spiritual places, because Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. It doesn't matter that there's a battle going on because it's there, but we already know we have the victory in Christ Jesus because it says we are more than conquerors in him that loved us. We also know that his word, he said, my word will not return to me void. So the minute he speaks his word, it doesn't matter what obstacle or battle comes after that because he's already spoken the word. And declared it in, in heaven. The same thing happened on the boat. Jesus said, I want to go to the other side. The, wave, the waves get boisterous. The disciples get afraid. And it, they didn't even need to be afraid. They didn't need to fear. Because Jesus had already spoken the word. He said, I and my Father are one. He said, the words that I speak do not come on my own authority. But I, I only speak what the Father tells me. So he would already had the command from the Lord. He already knew purpose in his heart. They were going to go to the other side, and he said, well, let's go to the other side. 
So they were going to get to the other side no matter what the storm was like, no matter what the wave was like, no matter what obstacles. It could have been a tidal wave, and it wouldn't have made a bit of difference because they still would have gotten to the other side because the man, the command had already gone forth, and all they had to do was be faithful in their obedience to lean not upon their own understanding, but to trust in all their ways, trust to him, and he would direct their steps. And so we, we see here in the book of Kings that even then – we're surrounded by a great army of heaven. And not that it's going to necessarily um, immediately mean that we don't have to deal with any issues or we don't have to deal with any problems, but it means that we're not alone in the problems. And it means that he has already found a way, him, our God, being Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God who provides, our provider, knowing that whatever we have to go through, he's already made a provision. He's already made a way of, a way of escape. He's already made a way to be victorious in our life through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, the second, the second interesting thing about this is Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. He said, if you, if you speak to this mountain, it's safe for it to be removed and cast into the sea and not down in your heart, but believe that you have the things which you ask, you'll have them. He, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. And like I already said in First John, it says, if we know that God hears us, we know we have the petitions we ask of him. Jesus even said up until now to his disciples, he said, up until now you've asked nothing. Ask, that, ask in my name. He said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do. He said, ask that your joy may be full. Now then, Elijah demonstrate this in verse 18 of Second Kings 6 when he says, so when the Syrians came down to him, Elijah prayed to the Lord, and he said, strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. God struck the armies of the enemy with blindness because the Lord heeded the words of Elijah. Because Elijah knew in whom he served. He knew in whom he believed. He knew in whom he had placed trust. And he knew that he could request something and that it would be accomplished by the Lord. And so he had no problem saying, Lord, do this. The enemies are coming against me. Smite them with – he could have said anything. He could have said smite them with leprosy. He could have said smite them with – set them all on fire. You know, he could have said anything at that moment. He could have asked the Lord to devour every one of them, but he didn't because there was still a hint of compassion there because he knew that they were sheep following orders, blindly, I mean, leaders, having um, leaders who were blind, leading them into a ditch, if you will, and he didn't want them to... Um, to be destroyed. Um, and so here's what's interesting. Um, you'll see the compassion of the Lord. So first thing is we're surrounded by an army of witnesses. We're surrounded by the armies of heaven, and we don't have to be afraid of the enemy. Um, we just have to pray for the Lord to open, up our, open our eyes and see what's happening in the spiritual realm around us. Number two, the Lord answers our prayers. The Lord um, will always be there. He'll always be faithful to his word, to fulfill his word to us. 
if we're willing to ask in faith and not doubt and just to believe like Jesus said. And, you know, number three, it says um, in verse 19, now Elijah said to them, this um, this is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So it was when they had come to Samaria that Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. So the second time Elijah prays to the Lord to do something, and the Lord does it. And, and the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and they were in Samaria, indeed in Samaria. Now the king of Israel saw them and said to Elijah, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? But Elijah answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared a great feast for them. And after they ate and drank, he sent them away. And they went to their master, and so the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. And, you know, that's a powerful, powerful um, scripture uh, section. Twice the Lord prayed and asked the Lord to do something, and he didn't. The Lord delivered him into the army, into the hands of the um, of Israel. And even then, the... Um, the king of Israel said, okay, so man of God, what, what should I do with him now? Should I just go ahead and kill him? And Elijah, being full, filled with compassion, said, no, feed him. As the scripture declares, if your enemy um, curses you um, and does all this stuff, be good to him. And because, you know, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Jesus said, I didn't come in this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so Elijah said, you know what? Bless them. Fill them. Feed them. And then send them on their way. Because what happened was, it's not like he made a stupid decision to let the enemy go. It's like the enemy became the friend. Because they saw the goodness of the Lord through Elijah. And they were no more the enemies of Israel, never entering into that city again to destroy it. Because they had seen, um, number one, they had been spared, like all of us have. Number two, they saw the, the provision and the compassion that was given to them. And you know, the scripture says that none of us started serving the Lord on our, on our own. Um, we didn't seek after him, but he sought after us. It says we loved him because he first loved us, not the other way around. And, you know, even through our battles, even through our struggles, even through the daily things that we have to deal with, um, we really need all of us um, to really make sure our hearts are continually striving to demonstrate the character of the Lord. You know, the Bible says we carry around in our bodies the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ and to diffusing the knowledge of the Lord throughout the earth. Um, and at the same time, we also need to demonstrate his character, his compassion. The Bible says that we're being um, transformed into his image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. But the scripture also declares that we're to walk in the spirit and not, not, and not in the flesh, because if you walk in the spirit, you'll put the deeds to 
the um, body of sin. You'll put to deeds, um, put to death the deeds of the flesh, and you'll live. So our call-in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. We're going to go into some worship for just a minute, and we will be right back.
is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Okay, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, um, give us a call. So we're going to take a second and talk about the tithes. Um, not because I really enjoy talking about the tithes. I want to talk about the tithes because I just read something that was I thought it was funny and I wanted to share it. Um, I was reading this website and um, like a lot of ministries who talk about the tithes, this one had a whole page dedicated to it. And I was reading through some of it because um, I'm always looking to see how we can improve our website and make it more, I guess, um, visitor-friendly and finding out um, what people need, what they're interested in, what they'd like to see, what they want us to do. And I guess I should put some kind of comment box up there. Um, but anyway, so I was looking at this guy's website, and he's talking about the tithe, and um, he's going through it. And a couple of things he said was, okay, well, if I if I tithe, uh, if I don't tithe, am I going to go to hell? And, well, he also said, okay, if I don't, one of the questions was, well, if I don't tithe, will I be cursed by God? And he listed, and the answer was he listed some scriptures, and he said, no, because Christ redeemed this from the curse of the law. So you won't be placed under a curse. Now, I'm not really sure what people out there tell you. Um, I'm not going to go against what your pastor or spiritual authority or any of that tells you. But I can tell you that um, we're not under a curse. We're under the law of grace. It says in Romans 8, 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And we're not under the curse of the law, but we're under the law of grace through Christ Jesus, through faith, walking in the spirit of the living God. And so if you don't tithe, no, you won't be cursed because not God will not curse you. He blesses you, continually blesses you. Now, are there different levels of and degrees of blessing? Yeah, I believe there are. I believe there's the general blessing we have from the Lord because he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who provides it's his very nature to be a provider. It's his very nature to be a giver. In like manner, we who become believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you submit your life to him and um, you turn over your heart, you turn over your life to him and you make him not only just your savior, but you make him your Lord and your master, then things about you begin to change. You become a giver. You start becoming like him. And one of the first ways people become like him is they become givers too. Not grudgingly, not because they feel like they're obliged to or because it's some requirement. They do it because they want to. It becomes an outpouring of their heart, um, the compassion they have, um, the love that they have for the for the world and for other people, which doesn't come from the flesh, but it only comes from um, taking on the nature of God. And so you won't be cursed if you don't tithe. But the next question on the page said, well, if I don't tithe, will I go to hell? And I love the response this guy gave me. He said, no, you won't go to hell, but someone else will. Because it takes money 
to do the work of the ministry and it takes money to get to places um, and to reach the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that I definitely believe in because um, I know I'm not asking for money and I'm not going to ever ask for money. Um, I know me and Chris um, and Paul, we should at some point um we did we've been attempting um believe in the lord to start a church which we've been doing live services and things like that and so sooner or later we probably should start uh taking um or asking for money or whatever um we do have one uh, we do have people who faithfully tithe into the ministry that we do um but it's never because we ask for it it's because we just trust the lord for everything and you know he'll provide where the Lord calls, he'll always provide. Um, like the story with, Eli- with Elijah. Um, Eliza. I don't even know the correct way to pronounce it because they're both identical almost. But, you know, when the Lord calls you somewhere, like with Abraham, and he said, um, go into a nation that I will show you, he didn't tell Abraham, okay, you're going to arrive uh, on this city on this day, and there's going to be five loaves of bread. Um, it wasn't like when Jesus told the disciples to prepare for the Passover and he said, go into the city and you'll find this, 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 um, this cult that was of this color and it's going to be tied up here and a man's going to walk up to you and says, what are you doing? And you're going to say, um, the master is in need of it. And the man's going to say, go and, um, take it and you and go. Um, it wasn't, it's, it's not always like that. You know, sometimes it is and the Lord will reveal things to us, but more often than not, it's not. More often than not, we learn to trust the Lord every day for everything. We learn to trust him for the for the bread, the manna that comes from heaven, him, Jesus, being our manna, him being the bread of life um, that sustains us because um, we're not sustained by things of flesh and blood. We're not sustained by the things of this world. We're sustained by the word of the, of the God, we're, um, the word of God. We're sustained by his presence and our intimacy and our knowledge with him. Jesus said, I have food that you do not know of. My, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete the work. Um, and so, you know, when it gets into tithing and then offerings and all that other stuff, you know, I, me and Chris, we trust the Lord. Um, and so we'll never, never, as far as I know, um, the Lord will he never ask for money. We always just say, if you feel the Lord telling you to bless us, then be obedient to the Lord. If the Lord doesn't tell you to do that, then don't. And I, I definitely wouldn't want you to be disobedient to the Lord. And don't do anything unless he tells you to do it. Um, we've got to be really careful. There's a lot of people out there who will tell you to do one thing or the other. And th- they may even quote scriptures to go along with it. And they'll try to put some kind of condemnation and judgment upon you for not doing what they say. And I, I don't want to say this to be harsh to anybody, but I've I know quite a number of times where someone who proclaimed themselves to be something, they gave themselves their own title of minister this or prophet this and whatever else, and they use their the title that they that they put upon themselves because the Lord doesn't give people titles; the Lord gives people His presence and His and His and through His presence comes His anointing. But there's no titles. The Lord, it says the Lord called some to be apostles and prophets and teachers and, and pastors. But the Lord never, from what I can tell in Scripture, never said, well, you are going to be called pastor this. And Peter, you're going to be called apostle this. 
Um, titles come from man. They don't come from God. For our only title that we have are servants of the living God and citizens of heaven, and that title should be enough. Um, we are considered friends of Jesus, and that title should be enough. We don't need to go around and give ourselves titles because we think our titles give us entitlement to proclaim some kind of glory upon ourselves that doesn't belong to us to begin with because the glory doesn't belong to us and it never has. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've seen way too many times where people who have given themselves titles or have titles um, will go around and they'll make demands upon um, Christians and say, well, if you're not heeding this word and if you're not doing this and you're not doing this and you don't love God and you're not serving him and blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever anybody tells you, I don't care if it's a pastor you've known for your entire life or some minister you've seen on TV or or Chris or me or anybody else. Whatever someone tells you in this world, remember that we're all flesh and blood. And anything that you're told should line up with the Word of God. It should line up with Scripture. And you should be able to go into your prayer closet, seek the Lord, and have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that guards your heart. You should have the peace of God over it. And you should always consult the Lord Jesus with everything. You should always let the Holy Spirit be your guide and not a man. Because Jesus said he's the good shepherd that leads his sheep in and out. And he's the one who brings us rest. It's not a man. Um, a man can give you insight. He can give you encouragement and uplift you. And, you know, all prophecy is meant for that very purpose. There, I've never seen, ever seen someone who I trusted as far as hearing the voice of God ever say anything that would bring shame or condemnation. It always points to the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because once again, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, not our words. As Paul said, I came to you not with persuasive words of human of human of human of uh, persuasive words. I don't even remember what the scripture is. Persuasive words of human whatever, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith would be in God and not in man. And you know, here at Prayer International Radio, I can speak for Chris. We don't want you to get caught up no matter who the person is we don't want you to get caught up in a person we want you to get caught up in jesus we don't want you to fall in love with a person or a ministry no matter who it is we want you to fall in love with jesus and we don't want you to always just trust what someone tells you we want you to trust and learn to listen and be sensitive to the voice of the holy spirit and listen to what he says because the Lord God is still revealing mysteries and secrets, and he's still calling out, wanting to converse and be intimate with you and to reveal to you the desires and the intentions of his heart, not only for your life, but for all the people that you come in contact with and people that you've never met and people that you may never meet. But the Lord wants to reveal himself to you in, in that special way. And you don't always need someone else to do that for you. And, you know, you can get revelation. And I think I've said this before. You can get revelation from other people. And you can listen to some amazing messages and amazing sermons. And even myself, um, 
there are certain ministers um, of the gospel, and I love listening to them because they're so uplifting and they're profound and they have wisdom and insight of the heart of God and they have experiences with the Lord. And I think they have amazing ministries because they're genuine and they're real. They don't just tell you the good stuff. They tell you the bad stuff. And they really um, draw you to the Lord. And But even then, even when you listen to someone and you get a great revelation, and they have a great revelation, they tell you that the Lord revealed this to them or this to them. It's great, and it will give you nourishment and sustain you. But there's nothing like the revelation that comes from the secret place. There's nothing like the revelation that God reveals to you in the stillness and the quietness. When the scripture declares to be still and know that I am God. Those revelations that he speaks to you in the quiet place are the ones that will change your life. They're the ones that will take everything you know about everything and completely turn it over and make everything shift because it's like the windows of heaven have opened up and the Lord has whispered into your ear his thoughts and his heart. And those are the things that changes the man. And so we always, no matter what, want everybody to... Number one, to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit says and to be sensitive to him. And you should always, I think, always be spending more time with him than anyone else. Um, Because Jesus is the life. He's the life that gives light to all men coming into the world, as it says in the book of John. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And everything is because of him. Everything is through him, and he's just as real and just as live as he today as he was thousands of years ago when he was walking with the disciples. And the Holy Spirit will take what is his and declare it unto us. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the heart of the Father. The Holy Spirit will give you direction. When the scripture says that a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, and the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. You know, the, the scripture says to lean not unto your un, under, lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. And if you're constantly seeking the Lord, constantly being sensitive to his ear, constantly paying attention and letting your heart remain moldable to the Lord, whatever it is that he's called you to do, you'll get there. Because it won't be of your own accord It won't be by your own strength But it'll be his It won't be because you found a way to make a provision That you needed But you trusted in him And he provided out of his very nature And by the very abundance Of the grace that he pours out upon our lives So this is Prayer International Radio Our call number 619-638-8458 We're going into the second hour of the um, broadcast, and so we will take our normal uh, middle of the broadcast break, and we will be right back.
Okay, hey everybody, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. So we have um, a quick prayer request um, for um, one of our um, listeners um, from the chat room, Pep Radio, um, who needs prayer for their financial situation and for Creative Miracle Prism um, video and um, website stuff they need. Um, so God, Father, Lord, we know, Jesus, we know, God, that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider, Father. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Jesus, in your name, Father, we ask for a financial breakthrough in their life, Lord. Father, from the north, south, and the east, and the west, Father, you would cause the windows of heaven to open. Father, the finances would flood them, Father, that your provision would overtake them, Father, that your manna would overtake them, Father, wherever they're at, Lord, that you would exceedingly abundantly, as your word declares, you said exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. So, Jesus, right now in their lives, Father, Step in and create a miracle provision for them right now in abundance, more than they could even need or hope for, Father. Lord, that they would have seed to sow into other lives, Father. Give seed to the sower, Father, that out of their abundance they can also become a blessing to others, Father. Lord, and we ask for a creative um, revelation for her, Lord, that you would... um, Give her, give her discernment and insight, Father, that you would speak to her Holy Spirit, that the gifts and talents that you have placed in her life, Father, that you expand upon those, Holy Spirit, that your anointing would flow through her, Father, and give her wisdom, Lord, and give her visions, Lord, of what you want to accomplish through her, Father, and help her to do everything in your name, Jesus. Amen. So, everybody, um, we have our amazing um, host, co-host with us, Chris Herzog. Can you hear me, Chris? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So how's everything going tonight? It's going well. It's going good. Going then, real good. <laughs> so um, uh, did you have anything on your heart from the Lord tonight? You know, um Kind of wanted to pray a little bit, just kind of see where everybody's at. I'm actually about to log into the chat room, so I'm not quite sure what's going on with everybody. But uh, you know, just wanted to uh, kind of pray and just kind of fill everything out. Uh, We've had some people in and out of the chat room all night, and um, Antarctica, like always, is faithful. Every almost every night um, has been there and is still in there, and then um, Grace Orphanage from India, our um, brother over in India who's doing the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ has signed in. And we have a bunch of guests who have signed in. So it's been a pretty full night um, talking about the Lord and his provision and what he does and his character and things like that. Uh 
but we haven't had much chance to pray, so we can definitely get into that. Sure. Well, uh, let's pray for India. I guess we've got a great orphanage from India on, on the ch- in the chat room. And uh, so let's just uh, pray for India and pray for some nations and just kind of go from there. See what happens. See who dials in from you know for the rest of the show. I didn't know if you uh, wanted to share more from your heart tonight, or you know what your thought was. No, it was about time for us to pray, and so, um, um, so for all y'all who are listening, you know, sometimes we spend two hours preaching, and sometimes we spend hours just worshiping, and sometimes we just spend time praying. Uh, whatever the Holy Spirit um, decides that he wants to do at any point in time, we pretty much yield it all to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it seems good for us to start praying. Um, So it's probably good timing that you called in when you did, Chris. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's just go before the Lord in prayer and just see what happens. And uh, like I said, we may have some people. We may have some people call in um, live. You know, maybe not, but we'll just pray. Also, we just want to let you know if you have prayer needs, uh, things you that are really on your heart to pray about. You know, feel free to put those in the chat room if you if you want to, or you can always send Sean or I a private chat concerning uh, your prayer needs if you don't want those disclosed publicly. And as always, you can call in. And uh, or or rather email in prayer at prayerinternational.org. And so if you have any prayer requests, you can send them to prayer at prayerinternational.org. So feel free to do that. You know, as the Lord leads. And if you get the prayer request, I just want to kind of say this before we pray to you, Sean. But if you if you see the prayer request in the, in the chat room, or people are going back and forth with different needs. If you're a believer and you love the Lord and you know you, God moves you in your heart to pray for these people, feel free to do so. You know, um, that's one thing we want to be open about at Prayer International, especially on the radio show and whatever you know, form of ministry we do, is that we're the body of Christ. And it's not just Sean and I uh, getting on the platform, getting on the platform to pray. But we do that you know, as faithfully as we can. But if the Lord is putting something in your heart for people, or the Lord is uh, is moving you to pray for the needs that you see in the chat room, feel free to put scripture up. Feel free to pray for each other, and just be led by the Holy Spirit. Just use discretion. And make sure whatever you do is glory and honor and praise to the Lord. Make sure whatever you do is biblically sound and it's in line with the Word of God. And just do it from from the love in your heart. Do it from the love of God as He leads you by the Holy Spirit. You know, God wants to use every one of us. And God wants us all to be used in different areas with our gifts and talents. And most of all, if we're Christians, if we're sons or daughters of God, God wants us to pray and, and call his kingdom into people's lives. But you have a role in that as a believer. You have a role in that as a son or daughter of the Most High God. You pray whatever you can pray to bring whatever you can to the table to call in the things of God into people's lives. Agree with them in prayer and just
that God's going to do, the amazing things that he always does. And so I just wanted that to be said before we go before the Lord in prayer because, you know, a lot of times people may feel a little standoffish or they're intimidated to pray or they just don't, you know, feel like they should take that place. But we want it to be very open uh, in the chat room for people to pray, share the word, and do whatever the Lord leads them to do. And like I said, as long as it's according to the word of God and the motive there is, is the love of God. So. Um, with that being said, it looks like we've uh, got a few guests in here, and we've got Wendy and our brother from Grace Orphanage. So let's go ahead and pray. Praise God. Well, Father, we're just going to be for you tonight, Lord. And we just thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing in our lives. Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing, Lord God, in the hearts and in the lives of every person here tonight, Lord God. And, Father, we ask, Lord, that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done. Father, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, you would touch every person by the power of your Holy Spirit. That, Father, you would touch, Lord God, every person, Lord God, that has a hunger and a thirst for you. And, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, we pray for those that are in our chat room tonight, those that are dialed in live. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you would touch them. Lord, right now we lift up Grace Orphanage. And, Father, we call in your spirit, Lord. We call in your will. We call in your kingdom over India right now, and we just declare that India is for the glory of God. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over India. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would reach out to the Indian people, Lord, that you'd reach out to those that are seeking even just spiritual things, Lord, those that are seeking truth, those that are hungry and thirsty to have an encounter, to have an experience, to be touched by you, Father God. And, Father, we pray for those that are blinded by religion and tradition, Lord, that you would rip the blinders off their eyes. That, Father, you would work in their hearts, Lord. Take the hardness of their hearts, Father, and and cause them to be pliable. Cause them to be softened. Cause them to be opened, Lord God, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we pray salvation, Father, would come to every generation that's represented in India right now, Father. We pray, Lord God, that you would move upon the people, Father, and that you would shake everything that can be shaken, Lord, for your glory and for your honor and for your praise. And right now, Father, we lift up Grace Orphanage, Father, and we pray that you would meet every need, that, Father, you would touch every orphan, that, Father, you would empower and equip and encourage every worker that's there giving of themselves and giving of their lives and, Father, giving themselves to you, Father. And we just ask, Lord, Father, that you would just allow your presence And you would allow your glory, Father, to touch the heart, to touch the hearts of the people there, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you're leading them out of temptation, Father. You're delivering them from evil, Father, that you're providing daily bread, Father, not only financially, not only physical bread, Lord, but spiritual bread, Lord. For you said you are the bread of life, that you told us to eat your flesh, Lord, to to partake of you, Father, And we pray that they would partake of Jesus, the bread of life. Father, that they would drink 
the living water, Father, that you provide and never thirst again. Lord, we pray, Lord, not only their spiritual needs be met, but their physical needs be met, that you would clothe them, you would shelter them, you would feed them, you would give them to drink. Father, that, Lord, you would just reveal yourself as Jehovah Jireh, the provider, the El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, Lord, because you supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you would just touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, touch them in their bodies. Bring healing, 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 healing in their lives. Bring wholeness. Bring restoration. And reconcile those people back to you. Reconcile the orphans back to you. Reconcile the widows back to you. Father, reconcile, Father, the people of India back to you and bless Grace Orphanage. Bless our brother in India, Lord. Bless him. He's a mighty man of God. And we just pray, Lord God, use him mightily. Use him mightily. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord. And right now, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray for our sister Wendy. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just touch her by the power of your spirit, Lord. Father, you would bless her family. You would bless her, Father, that you would give her eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord, that you give her a heart, Lord, that's open to you in this season of her life. That, Father, you said the testing of our faith would produce patience, Lord, that we would go through trials, we would go through tribulation, but to fear not because you overcome the world. So, Father, we pray that you'd bless her, that you'd pour out your blessings upon her family, Lord. Bless her children right now and keep them focused and centered on you. Father, keep them focused and centered on you. And, Father, right now we just pray, Lord God, that you would just lead her. Father, give her direction. Give her direction in the season of her life. Lord, help her to find her identity totally in you. And we declare victory over her right now because, Father, with you, nothing is impossible. Lord, nothing is too hard for you, Father. And we just declare that you strengthen her. She can do all things through Christ because you strengthen her, Lord, that you're her light, her salvation. Father, you've given her authority to defeat the enemy and nothing would harm her. You've called her to be a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You've declared that greater is he that's in the world, greater is he that's in her, Jesus, and he that's in the world. And so, Father, we just declare your deliverance over her, Father. Deliverance from the season. Lord, that you're going to lead her in victory. That you'll be a refuge and a strength, a, a present help in time of trouble. Lord, we just declare that you're on her side. And that you're her strong tower. For her, for her children, we just declare your will be done and your kingdom come in, in her relationship. The Father, you would just lead in God by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, right now, Lord, we pray. We pray, Lord God, for... It's like Remus is in the in the chat room. 
And right now we just pray for Ray now. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, that you would have your way. We pray your kingdom come. We pray your will be done. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would draw, draw them, pull them, pull them towards you, Father God. Whatever season of their life, whatever they're going through in this season, we pray that you would draw them to yourself. That you'd clear away the clutter from their lives. Take away the blinders. Take away any confusion. Father, even going through a struggle, going through trials, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would be Lord, you would be Master, you would be their all in all. Lord, give them ears to hear what your Spirit is saying. Open up their spiritual eyes and ears. Give them discernment to recognize what is of you and what is not. We pray for Ranas. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that your kingdom life would come, that your Holy Spirit would have full authority, full control in every situation. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your drawing. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Thank you for your holy word, Lord. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Father, right now, as Psalm 122 says, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray, Father God, for Israel. We pray for Jerusalem, Father. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done, Lord. We pray protection over Israel and Jerusalem right now, that you would give your angels charge over them, that you would keep them in all their ways. Father, we pray, Lord God, surround Jerusalem with many angels. Surround Israel with many angels. And let your protection, your safety, your sovereignty reign and rule over your people there. Father, we pray for the protection. And we pray for the peace. The peace, Lord. That you would just take away all confusion from people's minds. You would take away all fear and anxiety from your people, not only here in America, but in Israel. And then, Father, you, Lord God, Jehovah Shalom, the author of our peace, which passes all understanding, that you would bring a peace over them, a calm spirit. Father, help us to not react to everything that happens in our lives, but help us to act accordingly as you Give us your strength. And Father, we pray for your presence to be revealed, for your glory to come, for your kingdom to be established. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing over in Israel. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in Jerusalem. And Lord, we United States of America, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord, that you'd raise up godly leaders Raise up godly leaders 
raise up godly leaders and take down ungodly leaders. Bring them to repentance. Bring them to the foot of your cross. Bring them to an encounter like Paul had when you knocked him off his horse and blinded him until he was filled with the Holy Spirit and restored and saved. Lord, one who was a Christian murderer, or I should say a murderer of Christians, became a life-giving, vibrant preacher, man of God, healer, deliverer, and one of the most awesome writers of the New Testament, Lord, as he wrote from letters from prison. Not the not the most likely candidate, Father, for a preacher, but yet you chose him and you worked through him. So, Father, we pray, Lord, do the same with our ungodly leaders in America. Turn them to the gospel. Turn them to you. Humble them. Lord, bring them down from their pride. Bring them down from their high horse, Lord, and cause their blinded eyes to be opened to the truth. And let that truth set them free so that our nation can be free. Father, you said we are a nation that's to be free. Lord, that America has always represented freedom, so we pray, Lord, that you would turn the tables, destroy the plans of man, destroy the plans of the enemy, destroy every antichrist plan in America and allow truth to come forth and allow your kingdom to be established here in the United States. And, Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Raise up godly governors, mayors. Raise up a godly presidential cabinet. Raise up a godly Supreme Court justice system. Raise up local government, godly men and women in the local government, in the state government, in the federal government. And we thank you, Lord God, for you having your way. We just give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, I'm not going to be long tonight. Actually, I don't have a whole lot of time. But I just wanted to share my heart a little bit. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so we want to just make it very clear that we are declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. There's no other name whereby whereby which men or women, anybody shall be saved except through and in the name of Jesus. Romans 12, 1 tells us, Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God is calling us to present ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. We're to be a living sacrifice. You know, Christ was our sacrifice. He told us to do likewise, to do things in remembrance of him. You know, what he asks us for is reasonable. What he asks us for is acceptable under God. To be a living sacrifice, to be holy, to be open, to be righteous, to serve a loving God with all of our hearts. Does it mean perfect? Does it mean we'll do everything right? No. 
Does it mean that there's not mercy for mistakes and issues in our lives? No. There's mercy at the foot of the cross. There's room to repent. There's there's room to come forward. The Bible says in Romans 8, 35 and 36, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted sheep for the slaughter. And the question is, are we soldiers in the army of God? Are we really counted sheep for the slaughter? At a place where we're willing to lay down our lives, unquestioning, uncomplaining for the sake of the gospel. You know, Fox's Book of Martyrs talks about a man named Thomas Hawks, and he made this quote. He said, by the help of God, he would show his friends the most terrible torments could be endured in a glorious cause of Christ and his gospel, the comforts of which we are able to lift and believing soul above all injuries man could afflict. What's he saying? No matter what you can endure in this life, no matter what people put on you, no matter what happens to you, no matter what torment you endure, nothing compares to the glorious cause of Christ. The comfort that the Holy Spirit brings and bring us above all the injuries that man could inflict. Now, Thomas Hawks was burned to death. He suffered the pains of burning. And in the middle of it, it says that he lifted his hands, even when he was burning, he lifted his hands towards heaven before he died as a signal to those that were watching. And he made a prayer. And the flames were kindled around him by those who could not change his faith in God. So they decided to do away with him. And these flames blazed with fierceness. To the point that his speech was taken away in the middle of it. And all of a sudden his frame shrunk. His body shrunk. People thought he was dead. And right in the middle of it, listen, he held his hands high above his head as if he was in ecstasy, as if he was full of joy. And right in the middle of this violence, right in the middle of this flame, listen, it says that he, being mindful of the promise he made to his friends, he began to clap his hands. They said he clapped his hands three times. In the middle of this burning, he began to praise God and clap his hands. They thought he was dead. Eventually, yes, he did die, but right in the middle of it, he sat there praising God in the middle of it. Instead of screaming in pain, screaming on fire, this guy began to praise the Lord because he knew what his fate was. He knew what was ahead of him. And what an example. What an example. Praise God. You know, if you're an officer in the U.S. Army, 
without a doubt, when you accept that, that place as a commission, as an officer, it means that you've made a strong commitment. The government is committed to back the authority of your position with all the power it has. The officer is committed to carry out in obedience the orders that are given to him by superiors, even at the risk of his own life, okay? And this is in in our army here in America. When you're in God's army, when you're a soldier, the Bible says to endure hardship. When you accept Christ, you also accept a very strong commission, a strong commitment. And when you take an oath and accept Jesus Christ, You know, if we had to actually sign an an oath, I want you to think about this, because the officer's oath says this, okay? It says, I, having been appointed as an officer in the Army of the United States, as indicated above in the grade of, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to do the same that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservations or purpose of evasion, that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I am about to enter, so help me God. Now, this is the oath that's taken when you become an officer in the United States Army. Now, what would the oath sound like if we were taking an oath as an officer in Jesus' army? It would say something like, I, having accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior of my life, do willingly accept my commission as a soldier in the army of God. I do solemnly swear that I will go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever things you have commanded me. I'll be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'll put on the armor of God and stand in the gap against principalities, powers, and against rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. I will bear true faith and allegiance to Jesus Christ. I will take this obligation freely without any mental reservations or purpose of evasion so that I will well and faithfully carry out the duties of the office upon which I have entered. So help me God. I think it sounds something like that. You know, as Christians, we need to be trained to lead We need to become accustomed to receiving and executing missions. We need to learn how to plan work, come up with a game plan. We need to come up with a game plan. Listen, we're to be soldiers. You know, just like the, the military has its traditions, God's army, God's military has its traditions. Loyalty is one of those traditions. They say that an officer's word is his bond. Think about that. Whenever we speak something, the Bible says God exalts his word above himself, so God's word is his bond. And we need to be the same. We need to be the same. There's a tradition of readiness. 
is a tradition of discipline. And we need these same traditions as Christian soldiers. There's a tradition of taking good care of the soldiers. You know, soldiers learn to take care of each other. First Chronicles twelve twenty two says, These are the numbers of the bands that were ready armed to the war and came to David to Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. So let's be ready armed. These guys were ready armed to the war. We need to be ready armed for war. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. Mark fourteen thirty eight says, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is truly ready, but the flesh is weak. And your effectiveness as a warrior is in direct proportion to how disciplined you are to pray. It's prayer that changes things. First Peter 3.15 says, Sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you for a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready in season and out of season. You have to always be ready to give an answer to people when they ask you. Tradition of readiness. Tradition of taking care of good soldiers. Jeremiah 3.15 says, I'll give you pastors according to my heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. 23.4 of Jeremiah says, I'll set shepherds over you. They shall feed you, and you shall fear no more. You shall not be dismayed, neither shall you be lacking, saith the Lord. Hebrews 13.17, New Testament says, Obey them that have rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls. So they must give an account, for they may do it with joy, not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. So we're to do these things with joy, not with grief. We're to do them with joy. So listen, as Christians, we need to get off our butts with assurance. We need to realize there's a battle waging for the souls of men. And now is the most critical time in history of our nation. With everything going on, this is a critical time. If you're a soldier in the army of God, you're called to prayer. You are stronger than your enemy. Because he who dwells within you is greater than he that's in the world. Listen, your enemy is sly. His plan is to defeat you. And there's been such an outpouring of complacency and pessimism, apathy, laziness. Listen, people get defeated before they can even strike a blow, before they can pray, before they can do any damage to the enemy's kingdom. And so it's our duty, listen, to pray. God's given us his orders. He's given us that call to our duty. He's saying, let's obey the orders, and victory is yours if you'll take it. So let's put aside the complacency. Realize who's behind the complacency, which is the enemy. Realize who's behind, who's in us to go forward in the kingdom of God. Or to get back to the battle of the soldier, uh, get back to the battle as soldiers of the living God.
or soldiers. We're to fight a good warfare, fight a good fight. We can't stop fighting. There's always going to be warfare. Anytime you're about to get a breakthrough or a miracle in your life, there's going to be warfare. So it's time to dig our heels in, to put up our shield of faith, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. It's time to go forward in the things of God, not draw back. The Bible says, my soul takes no pleasure in him that draws back. We're to put our hand to the plow and not look back. We're to go forward in the things of God. We're to go forward in the things of God. So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, you would bless every man, every woman, every child, every teenager, every person listening tonight. Father, every person you're calling to battle, every person you're calling as a soldier, as a son or daughter of the Most High God, Lord, and we pray that you would equip them, arm them for battle, ready them, get them prepared. Let them be ready and willing. You said if we be willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. So help us to be obedient. Help us to obey your orders. Help us to obey your commands. Help us to obey that call of duty. And to endure hardness as a good soldier. Father, we just ask your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord. Prepare us. Meet every need. Bless every person tonight, Lord. We just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Uh, just joined by Sean Holmberg tonight. He actually did the first part of the show. and I'm just kind of wrapping things up. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. You have a blessed night. We just give God all the praise and all the glory. We give him all the honor because he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Jehovah God, the Father in heaven, is worthy. The Holy Spirit, who is here actively involved in the earth to draw you and lead you and guide you, is worthy of our praise. You have a blessed night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.